Okay, gents, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Grandstand Cup Day. Do you like how I've made it Grandstand Cup Day and not one of the two-year-old events? I thought it would be Jim Crack. No, Grandstand Same Cup style. because our pin-up boy is in the, uh, yeah, is in the Grandstand. The pin-up girl's in the uh, Jim Crack. Oh, that's well. right. Yeah. Actually, my mistake, I forgot about her, but we'll, we'll touch on her in just a moment. So we are recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast. It is uh, at 2 p.m. on Thursday, the 18th of March. We have Pinjarra Racing today. Been a tough start as well. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Missed the first. I was on Lucy Manette, just got grabbed late. Yeah. If I go quiet at any stage during the preview, you know <laughs> why. <laughs> the, the, the only way is up. The only way is up, Guru. So uh, three meetings on Saturday. They are Ascot, which we're about to dive into. Geraldton. There's a Geraldton Saturday and mm. Pingrup Cup Day. Big Caroline. Top weight, 64 kilos. How old is she now? Oh, 27. She, uh, and it's, get this. Not even that old, I think. She was the size. Nine. No, no. She, she might have actually. She won her. She, she, yeah. Or she ran, might have run second in the side. The Jadreskis. Yeah. yeah. She was a uh, swimmer. Absolute yeah. swimmer, big Caroline. Always found about five on a bog track. Terry, but, Terry uh, laid her on uh, Betfair at $500. $500 I didn't back that back either. <laughs> I let that stand for me 20 bucks. In the, so, uh, in the Bunbury uh, Cup. But it's big Caroline versus Senso in the Pingrup Cup. Oh. So it's going to be a Pingrup Cup for the ages on Saturday. Punch. What about is on that, the undercard? Is that undercard? why you're back in Perth? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, surprisingly enough, I never ever thought I'd say it, but I've got a horse that has gone around at Minganew and now at Pingrup in Shackleton. So, yeah, it's funny how these uh, $1.35 million lots end up at Mingan, you and then Pingrup. Gonna have to str- uh, string a fair uh, picket fence in a row at Pingrup to, not gonna uh, happen. to recoup the 1.34. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? not gonna happen. Uh, well, good luck, Mark, with, yeah, uh, yeah. with, the, with the big shack yep. at, uh, at Pingrup. Cheers. On- now, best of luck to Darren Payman, who's yes, yeah, he's got course. him now. Yeah. Cup day at, um, uh, at Pingrup on Saturday. I'm, I'm sure everyone, the town will be getting around that. So the weekend finishes up in the southwest with a Bunbury race meeting this Sunday. Yes, and stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels, WA Racing, Mastermind and the Market City Meets, Get Out Stakes competitions. So, yes, if you'd like to, before we get started on now, um, our previews, like to read my pre-markets preview, the leg up, jump on to bestbets.com.au and or the Race website. Uh, leg up was out 7 a.m. this morning, as always. Terry and Daniel Cripps, the masterminds behind the Wild West video preview, which has already been recorded. Mm. And, Mixing um, it up to suit Mark. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, for the, a high-profile guests, of course. Oh, please, uh, we, we moved. Uh, our people spoke to his people, and we were able to to, to get him on, which was fantastic. So, um, the Wild West video preview available on the Betfair Hub. That's betfair.com.au. Yes. Uh, also, the one one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And not forgetting our rising stars punting challenge. BJ finished up last week, uh, featuring Riley Dot Morgan, <laughs> Latham Wainsworth Anderson, and uh, and Tommy the Weatherman Johnston. Um, Tommy Tommy got on the board late. I don't know if you had been following it at all on Twitter, Mark, but uh, Tommy wanted to beat his mate Riley. And they both had a, a tough time. They were consistent, right? Um, consistently um, not backing any winners throughout. <laughs> so uh, Tommy's had one place on Western Empire, uh, just so he finished a, a buck in front of his mate. Well but, um, yeah, well, yeah, that's how some people would go about it. I saw it as a cheap, uh, a cheap thrill <laughs> for Tommy. But uh, well done to Latham Anderson who uh, who got the job done convincingly. Uh, I think the the win that stood out for him was the win on Eurasia when it knocked off Tambora. Pixie Chicks as well. Was Pixie Chicks as well. Yeah. So 
So uh, the lads were pretty stiff throughout, and I highly recommend some of the stuff that the three of them throw up on Twitter, all three rising guns in the game. I, I jump on, um, don't have the handles in front of me, but look up Riley Morgan, Latham Anderson, and Tommy Johnston. Give them a follow on Twitter, because some of their stuff is elite, and you will win more money than you lose following those three lads. But um, well done to Latham Anderson, our uh, rising star winner. So just a, just a point of order. Yes. So Tom Johnson had a dollar a place mm. on Western Empire, which paid a dollar twelve <laughs> on the Betfair SP. So that's pretty good shopping, really. So isn't it? it is. It's actually quite, mm. quite good. So he's uh, he's finished a dollar twelve ahead of Riley Morgan. Um, but at least Riley Lath- gets to keep his um, self respect. Yeah. So Latham uh, Latham won by um, <laughs> by panels, but. Um, <laughs> Do we need to lodge a stewards protest against the Second Tom Johnston's bed. tactics and just uh, and just maybe do some relegation here and uh, and push him back down the order or, or do you, think, or do you think it's all above board? Who ran second to dig deep in the Karakata? Exactly right. You can't remember. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody remembers who ran second. How's that? And then we don't win uh, two year old this season. Yeah. Bullshit. I think Mark might have even voted on that. Actually, did you vote? No, on that? absolutely not. Oh, absolutely I was about not. To say. Tin <laughs> snip, eighty to one. Me. I think Tin Snip might be back as a horse as well. Actually. Might be, yeah. might be. So, but um, also Latham um, came a long way to join us on the show last week. Good young lad. Uh, puts all his tips up on uh, Twitter, as Terry mm-hmm. alluded Good to. Accountability from the um, terrific young guy with a great eye for finding winners. Very natural. Tommy just starts his spreadsheet again if he starts losing. So, <laughs> very natural. Uh, Latham. Yeah, the only one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a few that fall into that category. Um, so, yeah, thanks again, Lathan, for coming on the show last week and yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed spending a couple of hours with you talking West Australian racing. Good that, man. That, that $1 each way Western Empire, that's a bit nah, like... just place. Oh, just a place. Yeah, no, nah, nothing. It's, it's, a bit like, it's a bit like when the, the black ball's behind the line and you can't play back and you've, you know, you've put it in the pocket so your mates have got to play <laughs> yeah. up and then back and try to hit it. <laughs> That's what it is. That's one of my favourite moves, actually, pool table. So now I'm querying uh, P and Tommy now. (laughs) Tactics, tactics. All right, man. Let's get cracking on our Grandstand Cup preview. We spoke to our track man. If if you're just joining us for the preview, we did have a quick chat to Ascot track manager, Ascot and Belmont track manager, Chris Nation. He um, spoke about some of the rail moves. Some of the uh, the way that the track played last week and what we're hoping for at the seven metres this week, Terry. It's going to be another hot day. High thirties, I think, on Saturday. More um, easterlies as well, yeah. and um, yeah, on speed. Yeah, it should very, uh, very much be on speed. I'd suggest the weather, the wind is not as strong as last week, and uh, it was really interesting talking to Chris Nation earlier, telling us that uh, he did expect on a fresh pad that the rail was going to play nice, and it was very obvious as well. Even horses, sort of a few back the fence, were um, were making better ground than horses wider compared to SP profile, what they should have been doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, I think you're a brave man this week, hopping into anything with too much passion that's going to settle rearward, unless you're getting a very suitable speed map very good okay so before we start on race one the crown perth westby platinum handicap for those of you who are just joining in the preview as well we uh, it's terry myself and of course one of west australians adopted sons mark Olmus is here i'm here along for the ride here to listen to you ride. guys and uh so yes um terry bj and mark Olmus, and uh we're about to get cracking terry Race one at 12, 11 p.m. on Saturday the 20th of March is the Crown Perth Westbead Platinum Handicap. 
We have just the eight runners to face the starter at the at the moment, but it looks like it's a race in three between numbers one, Scooter's Machine, two, Bruce Almighty, and three, Pleto. I imagine most people will be shuffling the decks to put them in a, to a particular order and, of course, um, pricing them accordingly. Terry, which way did you land? Yeah, well, the market has made things difficult mm. for me. Um, I The map looks pretty straightforward. Lots of these uh, don't jump at all. Patila Femme, Wednesday, Classic Rogue, uh, Black Comet, all horses that I think will probably shuffle back. So it should be Scooter's Fence, Bruce in the, uh, in the Breeze. The key to this race, BJ, and everything about this race is what Belafonte Boy does. If yeah. Belafonte Boy begins well and grabs the back of Scooter's machine, probably means Pleto's three back the fence uh, on the back of a slow one. Makes things difficult with the easterly. If Pleto can kick up and hold the back of Scooter's machine, it's probably lights out and Pleto wins. Mm -hmm. I reckon it's a pretty simple race in that sense. Pretty happy taking on Bruce Almighty, so I'm going to narrow it down to a two-horse race. And um, Look, I, I wanted to be on Pleto. I thought Pleto would be one of my best of the day, but $1.95, that's... Oof. That is madness, BJ. Uh, the value is with Scooter's Machine at the moment, but um, Plato's the tip. How's that? Wow. I just, I just did a bit of a uh, uh, just the old refresh mm. there, and I wasn't aware that it was uh, a bit of shades of odds on now. Well, it's funny. If you look at Brad, so Brad went up this morning. We usually pick on Brad Betts Markets uh, first thing. He's actually... Um, He's hold, holding firm at 2.30 at the moment. Yeah, they're still, they're still got the... Uh, yeah, they've still got the uh, the shields up there, but um, he probably got the market more accurate, I think, than um, than the current market. So, look, at the moment, Scooter's Machine is is the value, but, um, yeah, if Pleto are priced late, you can consider, but at this stage, no major interest. Yeah, Pleto, stiff two-back, uh, probably should have won at Bunbury last start. Cocky Joy got the gap, darted through one. Pleto launched late. Cocky Joy has then come out and run third behind. Stiff two. Tycoon Storm and Laurentino last Saturday and probably should have won. So the form's there. Terry is correct. Start is all important if Brad Wheeler can get her to bounce, hold leaders back. Whether Is there a chance Bruce Almighty can cross scooters? No. Nah. No chance? Oh, there is. There's always a chance. Yeah. But um, no, I think they'll both be aware of their position in this race. Yeah. And sometimes if the two leaders know what's going on, they know they can control it. Yeah. Um, so I don't think Bruce, Bruce Almighty, I don't think can win from outside leader. And no. I took him on at my peril last Saturday. And I was, Even if I was Bruce crosses know. and yep. Scooters gets to the breeze, I still think Scooters beats Bruce. That it's, probably suits Pleto more. It's a different race too, isn't it? Because yep. because Bruce isn't able to dictate and kick. He's got Scooters sort of serving it up to him throughout. Yeah. Exactly so, right. Mark? No, not a race I'm overly keen on, gents. I've been um, – most people know me. I'm pretty much an each way, one by two, one by three sort of a punter because I just don't like backing favourites. But oh, we love um, a bit of value but, on the show, uh, don't we? See, that's, that's another word that ekes me a bit, value, because – Let's um, discuss it. Well, maybe for another day, but with Petite Lafemme, she's one that I just would love to see bounce and be up there because mm. she's a little tiny thing. And, and I don't know how this race – you guys have obviously mapped this race out, but – you think there's a chance, Terry, potentially that Petite Lafemme, they all clump up and she sits three deep with a bit of cover and there's no, a blanket no. over them on turning and then she comes around them and tries a little hard out and then gives up at the 100? We'll need to see a, uh, a cold fence. I think there's a maiden calling Petite Lafemme yeah, sometime yeah, shortly. Yeah. I'm not sure why they're attacking these type of races. They might be working on the Maddie Pritis theory where she plays at the same level no matter if she's in a maiden wish, yeah, uh, yeah. Pingrup, yep. or if she's um, if she's in a group one. But, Maybe uh, it's a weight thing. I don't know. Mm. Oh, well, she'd carry. She'd only get 56 and a half in her. 
in a uh, Who knows? in a maiden as well. But uh, yeah, no, I, I can't. It's her, her last two runs have been uh, that of a horse that is definitely not maiden class though. Mm. But uh, no, just with the, the class animals drawing lead, breeze real softly, and then Pleto the horse that's going to strike late. I, I find it hard to make a case for anything else. Can you make a case for Wednesday? Soft as anything, and then <sighs> I tell you what, I was on first up. We yeah, were, I can we were imagine about four bucks into two sixty, yep. and uh, gee whiz, we were a little bit stiff first <laughs> yep. up. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just think, think some of those horses are just going to be too far. Too, yeah, that, too far sick. off. Uh, too far off horses with the closing speed and strength. Mm. So hopefully, um, um, Brad can, um, Brad Willer, that is on Plato can uh, can get her out and even um, leaders back. You should should be able to uh, find a way from there. The price is pretty thin though, isn't it? Um, that doesn't really interest me at, at the price. I'm with Terry. So the from a value point of view, Scooter's Machine is a, is a bet. I had him. Second favourite, I think I had him at four twenty. He's currently five fifty, and um, and Plato, I was sort of hoping for high twos, but I um, missed that. Yeah, the item two sixty three sixty. So mm. Plato on top, but uh, the value and the bet has to go to Scooters. Yeah, and uh, he, he's coming out of a race where he chased hard behind Charlton Eddie. So um, form lines there, but uh, surely this is the day for Plato. So looks um, Brad Will is a big plus, big big positive. Okay. How much can we add? Well, everything he's right. He's coming to the track for one ride a day at the moment. Mm. They're all running far better than their SP. Even that one yesterday, uh, he rode a horse first up for Lindsay Smith off about four or five hundred days. Go it alone, I think yeah. it might have been called. Yeah, ran fourth. It's run fourth. Mm. I mean, on on paper and on its trials, it couldn't it couldn't run anywhere. So horses are really going for him nicely at the moment. Thought he tried on Wild Fusion last week, it wasn't his best. Yeah, um, but besides a, that, I don't think he's ridden a bad race since returning from injury. That was a, that so was just tough, the one I was on. Bj, tough, <laughs> tough watch for the Wild Fusion people. But in a real um, whinging mood today. <laughs> race two. Is is the Neo Medals handicap contest for the three-year-olds? It's a handicap over uh, 1,400 meters. Got some uh, horses. Have got some decent weight here. We've got Magical Dream, Class Philly, Stakes winner. She won the Belgravia in October. She has 61.5, claiming uh, with Lacta Ramoli claiming two, and the very much in form Hot Zed has 60 kilos after he won with 59 kilos at. Bunbury last start. Mitch Papin gave the horse a good rap after the first yesterday. Hot said, "I think he said it was a proper horse." Mm. So mm. Uh, that's um. But yeah, you can you can pretty rare to see them win four in a row at any level. Mm. So for him just to, and the way that he did it with fifty nine, though he got gifted a lead and sort of conditions to suit on the day, he um he really put them away at, at Bunbury on Cup Day. Mark. Mm. Oh, uh, is there anything outside of the obvious that you've been able to um, that's been able to tickle your fancy? No, nah, obviously the the weight swings and roundabouts. If you're into that, some are, some aren't. Indigo Blue kind of goes on top just from a price perspective, but uh, lead as well. Yeah, it. Um, yeah, I can't see the class fillies being beat here in Magical Dream and um, and Indigo Blue. I was really impressed with Standout Rose first up. Mm-hmm. I was on air for that one and. Um, just look the price because from the start of it preparation just looked like there was something there and it appears as though there might be something for Bruce Watkins to work with there. Whether she's up to beating Magical Dream and Indigo Blue here, I'm not sure. But uh, old right for Kira as well. It is, Started it a is. big book for Kira, you as It well. is. And with Jason Whiting going the way of Hot Zed, yep. pretty much speaks of Hot Zed's chances in regards to mm-hmm. standout Rose's chances. So Magical Dream, Indigo Blue, just Back and both. Both coming out of the, the Breeders Classic one by Kiss on All Four Cheeks on Bunbury Cup Day. Terry, you got Hot Zed leading? 
Uh, I think they'll be pretty aggressive on Indigo Blue. They've been happy to let Hot Z amble, even mm. when um, and when it's that three deep the trip. They've just been happy to sort of let it do its thing wherever it happens to land. But um, I think they'll be aware of the Eastleys in play the hotter day. I think no one will want to be too far back. We might see a little bit more aggression from Standout Rose as well. It's either first or last, you'd think, for Standout Rose. So well, this wasn't a race which screamed, let's have a bet, No, to be honest. I, I thought, want to I see thought, how all my money goes. I thought Kerman Rock might be a bit more positive, but he was a bit slow out the other day. So Yeah, he, he was. He, Yep. They can, they can change things up with him and and put him in a spot, but mm-hmm. um, but for me it looks like Hot Zed finds the front unless Indigo Blue is desperate and uh, Alpha Omega holds leaders back and then the the one ones there up, up for grabs perhaps. So. Even if that does occur, they probably yep. just pop off with um, Hot Zed and hop into the breeze. Yep. And, yeah, they'll just want him travelling fluently. First go at the fourteen hundred as well. Sixty but, kilos, um, they probably don't want to be bottled up. Yep. Yeah, but you've got to respect a win of that ease, even though they walked. <laughs> you've got to respect a win of, of that uh, of that ilk. So. Well, his his late sectionals were as good as anything and he led, led them up so uh gave more weight too um smart horse for me i sided with the philly magical dream she was coming off uh what was it seven weeks perhaps in the between runs in the breeders and um it, even though she's she's looks like she's been leaders back she's effectively had no cover throughout because island charm led and led fast and there was a big gap and um magical dream didn't have that smother that the peters horses actually really love and <clears throat> patty carby ducked back to the fence to get inside um island charm the leader on straightening and then um i just like the way that she even though kiss on all four cheeks was too, too too good for her on the day that she just kept at it and triple triple missile couldn't get past her and 40 over 1400 meters off off a setback off that break that was a just showed her class. So Lactar Ramoli, um, available two kilos, could be all the difference on, on Saturday. It's pretty thin. Yeah, from what price is she, Terry? 270. She did go up a lot less. Hot Zed's the one that's been supported in early markets. Yeah, I was hoping, I was hoping for a $3 magical dream, but mm. maybe late, bet fair. Um, Lactar Ramoli, can, if he can just get come out um, evenly, get some, get some cover uh, from gate three and not too far away from Hot Zed, this filly's got – she's got something about her. I think she's going to win better races. Her class might just be enough to to get her over the top, especially with just a nice smother, peel, kick type situation. Very good. Not a race I can get excited about. Won't be having a bet. First race in 12 years. You say that now, but I'll, I'll touch base with you at 12.50 on Saturday to see what I'll we're I'll see on. something in the first which will inspire me about <laughs> a certain pattern or something, and here we go. It'll be the rest of the day. But Terry touched on something. There is – and Mark as well. There is a couple of horses on the way up here. All My Money looks like a nice horse. Now with the Pierce Brothers, 1A, slowly run maiden the other day, but she's a, a filly who's going who's gonna to win her share of races. Uh, Blow Me Out comes out of – uh, the Breeders, Standout Rose, impressive midweek beat Miss Vasari, who probably should have should have won at Ascot, or was a bit was a really good run at Ascot yesterday. So there's a bit happening here, but um, in terms of who's going to win, I believe it's going to be a magical dream to beat Hot Zed and Alpha Omega, Indigo Blue to to fight it out for uh, for third and fourth. All right, race three, the Passages Passages Youth Engagement Hub Passages Handicap. Over the 1,000 metres, um, this looks like a race where Miss Dolmus might be able to find some uh, oh. some value oh. or am I, am I just throwing you uh, this, this, uh, this reeks of Olmus, doesn't it? It Fair does. Rig, hey? It just, it's just stinks of it. Well, it's it. Well, <laughs> it is it. stinks of it. <laughs> There's, um, I see Amosinus has come up favourite, which kind of isn't a surprise. Um, 
Bose and Cox Plate Day. It was into, I think, every multi I had that day mm. and uh, give it strength that got up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's returning at an each-way price. Um, I don't know what Steve does from that draw, whether they decide to be positive. Don't know. But, uh, yeah, I've got more questions than answers in regards to this race. I've got to say I haven't done in-depth form, just a, a, a good look last night and on the on the plane this morning. Um, Secret Assault's still going around too, but, gee, he's... He's one of those horses that really runs a bad race and can fill Jeez, a hole. I'll tell you what, it was a run the other day. And he can fill a hole at a price. It was a run at Bunbury. He's dropping from a 78 plus mm. to a 60 mm. plus after running third or fourth. Fourth to Gemma Sun, beating two and a half and drops a kilo. Wait, sat outside sat outside Zeeble and beat at home. Yeah. Incredible stuff. And we were talking about the, what were you guys <laughs> calling it? Matt Pritis theory? Yeah, yeah. Matt Pritis theory. Similar, similar scene. I always used to love seeing Secret Assault over a thousand around here with a soft draw. He just knew he'd be poking away at the end. He just yeah. wants to be competitive, yeah. doesn't he? Doesn't want to win many, but he just wants to be competitive. So, yeah, there looks to be an absolute abundance of speed in this race. Um, Old Bailey and Secret Assault are the obvious two with 51 and 52 kilos. Old Bailey and Secret Assault feels like a 930 at Narragin, doesn't it? Fair deal. <laughs> <laughs> Klondike Kenny. We're going to say we're at 9:30 p.m. on a Saturday night in Jingle Up. Um, was it called the Old Bailey? The Old Bailey, yeah. Was the Old Bailey, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of a crack of the Old Bailey back in the day. Um, Klondike Kenny has been going forward. Uh, Pink and Grey rolls forward. Ex Caro, Don's Legacy, both have the speed on their day. I think they might both sit here. Um, but I think the, the two major, well, there's three major players in the market. It's a pretty even market, but uh, three, two of the major players are Requisition and Amasinus. They're both going to get a long way back. Uh, the way we're discussing the track and how it's going to be playing, I think I think we can probably look around them over the 1,000 metres at the current prices. And um, for that reason, BJ, I've, I've come up quite comfortably um, with She's Enchanted. Uh, first up was a mess. We, we backed a sort of 320 into about $1.90 and didn't get away smoothly. Never a happy horse. Happy just putting a line through that run. Um, second how, up, how, did, how did you handle that on the day? Well, well, yeah. handled it well. Yep, handled it well. Just like I'm handling my day at Pinjarra thus far. <laughs> Not going well for all those playing at home. Um, <laughs> It's been a tough week. Um, second and third up, she drew wide. If you pause the race after 10, 20 metres on both occasions, she was in front. Correct. So I reckon she was pinging the lids again. Um, Jade and then Christy were forced to take holds. They rode her, both rode her fine on both occasions. She just didn't get the right. That's not how she's going to win races, I don't think, three wide line. Once with Amasinus on her back. Um, and if they're going to sprint together from the 200, there's only one winner and it's going to be Amasinus every day of the week. And on the other occasion, she sat deep with Jade and um, she was really strong to the line in a, in a race where Grand Design has made that form look pretty good behind Universal Pleasure last week. So, look, she's enchanted, pops just behind the speed. If she's quick enough, she can hold out old Bailey here and potentially even lead them up. But um, to me, she looks as strong a mapped winner as you're uh, as you're going to see. And I think the five fifty six bucks is a, a gift mark. I have questions for both of you gentlemen. This okay. ex-Queenslander Heritage Sash, which hasn't trolled and does zero work in the run. Don't know where it gets to. Uh, also, Tycoon Legend bar plates on. The one thing I'll say about Sean Rains, uh, and I know little, very little about Sean Rains as a trainer, is he is bringing horses over from the east and they are winning first up consistently. In Geraldton. Uh, in Geraldton, yeah. yes, in Geraldton. But he's got a Jan Jamie-like record of bringing tried horses across mm. and it's obviously far more difficult. But there is, on the same day, a fairly suitable race in Geraldton for this horse and he's decided to travel to town. So I reckon he might have a little opinion of uh, this bloke, but uh, this and is the type of horse I'll take on. Brad must have a bit of opinion too. He opened up $5. I think he's just a little bit, because uh, he doesn't have the data. 
So uh, I think Brad's a little bit um, kept gun it shy. I think he has to keep him safe in his defence. Hashtag keep safe. Yeah. yeah, I think he has to keep him safe in his defence. And Tycoon <laughs> Legend, um, yeah, it'll probably be the one that knocks me off and I'll, I'll definitely sook if that occurs as Ooh. well. That's a very difficult horse to follow, but some of his runs last mm. prep. I mean, I remember he was a better run um, oh, a year ago, six months ago. I'm not sure exactly how long. He was a better run than Celebrity Queen. Um, yeah. Like comfortably a better run than Celebrity Queen. In a graduation. Day, so, yeah. yeah, he's just uh, – he doesn't win out of turn though. Funny how it works out, doesn't it? Yeah. I always draw back to my Atta Canter beating Vega Magic. Do you remember that, Dave Belmont? No. Sorry, yeah. not my Atta Canter. One of Al, um, one of Al McAllister's my Atta Canters. Um, oh, I, can't fi- I can't remember he the knocked name. Knocked off Vega Magic. Knocked off Vega Magic at uh, Belmont one day. Mm. Bel- uh, Vega Magic was first up. Brig- oh, Brigant. No, what was it called? Brasanto. Brasanto? Brasanto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Knocked off Vega Magic. It's yeah. funny how these things happen. We go back to the form guide and we see really good horse. We go, how did that get beat by that? Yeah. Mm. I tell you what. Elite if- Street was probably the big one last campaign. Yeah. Fourth in a maiden at $1.30 and then four <laughs> months later wins a group one. Might, <laughs> might win a second one on Friday night. Yeah, I think everyone just forgets about the mighty mirth and music. Jeez, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's turned up that Giant night. killer. Yeah. <laughs> And the two other horses are better, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Tycoon Legend rolls as Terry, because I'm very keen on Cheese Enchanted, if Tycoon Legend might have to be just a little nibble, just That's a it, touch yeah. late on. I'll be having at least a month off if Tycoon yeah. Legend knocks me off. <laughs> okay. Uh, she's in can win, though. That's the, yeah. thing. That's the and thing. And Sean O'Donnell going yep. on. Yep. Oh, it could be anything. Um, I agree with everything Terry said. She's Enchanted was scratched today from Pinjara, her home track. Um, They've had to they've had to ride her the way that they have because they've I guess they're reluctant to cook her from outside outside gate. She does have gate speed. Do you reckon she could lead? She she could if they wanted to. I, I, Old I, Bailey's not that quick. They yeah. were, it was gifted the front last time out. One of the worst bit of one of the worst bits of tactical in one of the worst tactical displays I've ever seen at Narragin, a track where you want to lead and run, and they just wanted to hand up on Snipperlicious desperately um, and give Old Bailey the top. So I don't just think Old Bailey's a, a real. It's just going to find the front because you see, it's not it's not that quick a horse necessarily. It, it's just the big. Hopefully, the big field creates a bit of pressure where jockeys just have to like burn a bit early to find a spot, which means that she's enchanted doesn't really have to burn much to hold a winning position. And from there, really, it's all about galloping room, I believe. And if she the and her she only got beat a long head by Amma Senna the other day. They sprinted. Together. Uh, they basically sprinted together, yeah. and I think. Who was third in that? That ended up being a good form reference, I believe. So I think uh, Holy Ghost. Divine Go- Beast. Divine Beast ran third, ran second yesterday. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is flying. Holy Ghost is flying. It was uh, it was a, it was a, not a bad little midweeker, actually. So she's enchanted. Gate two, Jay McNaught. This looks her race fourth up from a spell. And uh, um, we're all- We know how good she is. You go back to the three-year-old form. Yeah. We've got Dreams Boom-tastic. Miss, um, beat, beat Miss Frost in a graduation one. Beat Miss Frost, yeah. yeah. And she was stiff in some of those as well. So, yeah, yeah gee, she's the one with the upside. She's the one with the map. And I think she's going super. I think she's jumping. Good, good so, price too. I think. Amazing. This is yeah. it's rare that you get one like this on a Saturday. So what, what have I done wrong here, Terry? You're with the price, man. I've got her like three fifty. What were you? Three forty. Oof. All right. So yeah. It's uh she's a chips in job, I think, BJ. Let's and, get excited. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna pay for Mark's holiday on one foul swoop here. <laughs> how and just Brett Pope. Wedding, Pope wedding, I love the confidence. Brett Pope I don't again. know how I've got any confidence at the moment. Brett Pope again, last last Saturday he was good to us. Miss Marietta just got the job done. And uh just how good's Popey? I saw I said uh, on the Wild West earlier actually that it ran a it ended a run of about four hundred and ninety seven Brett Pope runners I've tipped yep. in a row without a winner. So may as well uh, strike while the iron's hot. When he does pop up though, they're usually a price 
and when they come up to town on occasion, obviously. Yeah, but I'd tell you what, if um, Cheese Enchanted kicks clear and then Requisitions runs down, we might have a couple of words yeah. with, with Brett po- post race. So. What if it's what if it's Kenny? He's ex Excalibur. <laughs> oh, yeah, Imagine that. I'll tell you what. Imagine Dennis that. Is, Dennis is getting a lot of uh, a lot of um, Brett Pope's discards to go a lot better. He's doing, he's doing well, a good job, so, Dennis yeah. Cooper. Yep, Mr. Cooper. Mm. All right. So she's enchanted. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Race four is the um, is the first of our features of the day. It's the Amelia Park Perth Stakes listed race for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings, eleven hundred meters, and it is the uh, the final male lead up i guess mm. until the half a million dollar group two caracatta plate on saturday april 3 and we see the caracatta current caracatta plate favorite is he still favorite equal equal favorite export man returns um however looks like a bit of a map race terry um mm. small field of nine the map will be I imagine be all important, but we'll have three races where we can gather some information into how the track is playing, and that will be vital as to the uh, the chances of Export Man resuming. Yeah, I went into this thinking Export Man would probably be trading, uh, or trading would go up with all the corporates, probably low twos across the board uh, to see Export Man at the low threes. Now that does surprise me a little bit. I. I I think everyone's got the same mindset as, as I did when I did this race, or so let's get him beaten. But yep. um, they're probably trying to get him beaten to too big a degree at the moment. Um, his goal should lead. It's been, they've absolutely backed this Teddy Martinovich galloper at his last two. I think it was eights to 380 and 16s to 15 to seven. 15 to seven last, last week. Seven, there yeah. you go. So they know they've got something under the uh, the bonnet here. He'll go forward, lead. Storm Whisper will land in the breeze. Um, Storm Whisper isn't the quickest jumper, but musters nicely into it. Should find the breeze pretty comfortably. But it's a lot harder to sit in the breeze, especially as a youngster, than to go around a bend in which you've been educated on. So I'm always wary about um, a youngster hopping into the breeze for the first time. Export man's going to be back near last. Look what's between them. I mean, you've got a bunch of debutons, you've got Amelia's belief. I, should, I think you've got some question marks in between them. So export man either is going to have to, Sean McGrady's going to have to give him a big head start or he's going to have to take off early. I think either way, it's, it's going to be a risky, BJ. Yeah, I agree. The only... And also this grand final in two weeks' time. So I don't expect uh, short like it's hundred and fifty thousand dollar race. So they'll want to win, no doubt. But the eye of the on the prize will be the Caracatta play in two weeks' time. The only real thing that might uh, play in uh, Sean McGrady's favour here with Export Man is potentially featherweight landing three wide no cover, which could create a three wide line that he could hop hop onto. And I think featherweight's quite a nice horse. I yeah. thought he was quite brave in the Supremacy Stakes, led fast over the 1,000 metres, had to do a lot of work to cross to the rail, and then he was only really swamped in the last 50 to 100 metres. So um, I just don't know if – I can't map featherweight crossing – He's gold. Storm oh, Whisper. Yeah, yeah. Keen if he, uh, if he yeah. Drew a go. Uh, so I think it's a uh, he's a nice horse in the making featherweight. But if he ends up three wide no cover, that could be Sean, Sean McGrady could be licking his lips. I think that's yeah. one way he can he can win. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, I, I think he I think he's probably a bit of a risk on uh, on Saturday. Mark? You're gonna be a bit of an export man while you're in uh, Western Australia, Mark. Be rude not yeah. to. Couple can of you bushies? can you gents explain to me the inverted wolf colours? Whose are those? Or that's are just, they the that's Wolves just, camps? That's just how big he's getting these yeah, days, right. Mark. He needs, he needs two more, sets, more of, sets colours. of colours. I noticed them and I thought, oh, they're actually quite decent. It's like the away strip for, for the footy. Yeah. Uh, no, the, the one thing that I look for um, in two-year-old racing, guys, is, well, prices firstly and then what 
can improve. So yeah, export man, export man is there for good reason. Um, you just want everything to go right for these two-year-olds, especially with a map and a gate and the rest of it. Uh, you look at, you know, he's put the runs on the board, but I remember, you know, you just get these horses that come out of, out of the ground. Like I remember whacked out when I was here, you know, he missed the start, I think, on debut, and then he came out and won this all the way, um, the Perth Stakes. So uh, Silent Impression's a really intriguing one uh, because you just know that if Luke's training – Winkers are on, probably get out of the, the barriers swiftly enough and has a nice soft draw. Storm Whisper, does it get caught out in no man's land? On the other side of what you said, Terry, with being a, a, a step slow away, um, he's had that 400-metre jump out. This baby's improved from week to week. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's learned a bit and maybe he comes out cleaner and heads them off comfortably. Um, and they, I'm just putting out all of the, the what could be's, right? Well, I mean, Oceanic, uh, Oceanic Rider led them up over mm. 1,200 metres on debut against Older Maidens at yep. Bunbury. Diamond, Diamond Blue can jump and be there. Amelia's Belief led a trial. So it's yeah, it's a funny old race, isn't yep. it? it and, and even those horses, funny old race. those horses that, you know, might be better suited to that 1,200 metre trip. That's the other thing that kind of gets thrown out the window when thinking about these two-year-olds and these races. There's such a big difference between, if you want to throw in 900 in there over on the East Coast, but, you know, between 1,000, 1,100 and 1,200, just so much so much depends on tempo for them as well. Um, I just think I've, Export Man at the moment does look like a complete standout, but very excited to see how that first start of Silent Impression goes, as well as Featherweight for the Mortons. Um, Storm Whisper obviously looks to be quite handy and the stable's going well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a really tricky race, but Export Man and what he's done so far. I just think now we're cottoning on the last couple of years to that Magic Millions form. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget Lucy May going around for shooter at $19 and she was just forgotten about. Yep. And now that's looking like a stronger and stronger form reference as we get close to the Karakata. So uh, a tough race, but yeah, like you say, Export Man, I don't think too many would have expected $3 plus about it. Looks a bettable price. Yeah, it does. I'm interested to hear your price as well, BJ, because I, I, I had him $2.95, right? That was, that was $3. Mine, but I said I could not possibly have him any longer. I could often shift prices around as I, depending what type of mood I'm in. But uh, I, I thought I had him as long as possible to tr- sort of look for a better round him. But um, yeah, v- very surprised that he's sort of looking at that price. I, I think the Eastley and play on the map is, is playing a major part, but in saying that, I, I can't find a bet there to try and get him beaten. So it's another race I'm probably going to sit out of. Uh, He's Gold and Storm Whisper are both under my prices. I had He's Gold, Storm Whisper, and Featherweight all marked equally, 550. Yep. So Featherweight is the value from that point of view. I, and I was Export Man, $3. So Export Man and Featherweight, I'm, uh, I had Export Man in the leg up on top to beat Featherweight, second pick. So they are the two, and they're both above uh, my prices at the moment. So mm-hmm. um, regardless, of, regardless of what happens, Export Man's going to go back, and if he's... If he's good enough, he'll win. Otherwise, he'll be running on strongly into second and third and just put the riding on the wall for a uh, Karakata Plate Grand Final in 2x time. Did you guys say you had uh, He's Gold leading? I had He's Gold yeah, leading. He's it's, gold. it's a ping I'm, in the lids. I'm looking forward to seeing Mitchie take full advantage of the gate. and 55 and a half, he'll be riding without his left arm as well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. I've marked He's Gold four bucks, so that's that's probably my bet yep. this stage. Brad went up seven, so that was a little Ooh. bit of juice, but uh, that wasn't around for, for too long. But um, very interesting to see what this market does late, BJ. Okay, I think it'll a lot of it will depend on what happens in races one to three as well um, from a, yeah, a pattern point of view. We won't use the B word, pattern, all right? <laughs> Uh, it is now time for the WA Racing Mastermind. Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. BJ, 
Thanks, Terry. That's okay. Second time lucky. I reckon Mark would have... I wasn't even looking. Mark would have been a, a WA Racing mastermind oh. back in the day, for sure. Not a lot would have got past him, but... So... Any look, chance the bloke with the whippersnipper can uh, take a pause yeah, for a second? Yeah. Come on, buddy. He just heard us talking about uh, the B word. The B word. So, <laughs> so uh, getting back to the Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, Say g'day, let him know you are a 1-1 listener. Congratulations to episode 67 WA Racing Mastermind winner, Michael McRodden. That's Mick McRodden. Mick actually came up to us at the uh, at the marquee on Bunbury Cup Day, Terry, yeah. and introduced himself and uh, his wife, Julie, and uh, had a good chat. He's a regular 1-1 listener, and he, um, he was uh, lucky enough to get all four questions correct last week, and he's pocketed a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Also, Guru, did you see Lachlan Dodge hitting up the Mundaring on Sunday wearing his 1-1 limited edition hat on Twitter? Whacked it on Twitter too. I did, I like that. For the faithful, good work. We appreciate that, Lachlan, and uh, hope you had a terrific time up there at the uh, the Mundaring. No doubt you will. It goes off there on a Sunday, so especially out on uh, Butchie's big deck. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind winner, you'll need to answer the following four questions correctly. I've kept these recent, so because I reckon I reckon Mark might be able to uh, to play here. So um, let's see how we go. Question number one: David Harrison has trained two of the last three Perth Stakes winners. Gemma's son, of course, in 2020. Who was the 2018 winner trained by David Harrison? Ask the question again. Sorry, I was doing the Pinjara form. David, question one. <laughs> Question one, David Harrison has trained two of the last three Perth Stakes winners. Mm-hmm. Gemma's son last year, 2020. Oh, yeah. Who was the 2018 Perth Stakes winner trained by D. Harrison? Bridge, a paper? Bridge oh. Patrol Lodge. No, I've gone different. Yeah, I might have a different vintage. Mm. Question two, Wolf Dreams won the 2009 Perth Stakes. Wolf Dreams won mm-hmm. the 2009 Perth, Perth Stakes for which trainer jockey combination? Oh. Come on, guys. No, I don't know. I'm just saying that to the listeners. You should all know it. it sounds easy, doesn't it? It does sound easy. I think the jockey's probably thrown a <laughs> curvy now that I think yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, question three. You, oh, how good is this? Name the Mike Santich, Magic Mike, friend of the podcast. Name the Mike Mike Santich trained filly who claimed the 2020 Jim Crack Stakes. I might have gone a bit too recent. Oh, I don't know. What did you say? Yeah. And like that. Yeah. No, did I oh, shit, shit? You can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll leave it. Uh, question number four: Name the horse shooting for a second victory. In the Grandstand Cup this Saturday. Oh, I know this one. Do you know this yeah, one? Yeah, I know this one. All right. Change of colours. Yeah. So they are the four questions for this week's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Send your answers through directly at the 1-1 pod. This is a direct message um, to us at the 1-1 pod on Twitter, and then you can be in the running for that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. Terry. How do we go? Where are we? Somewhere down here. You got three out of four. Mm, which one do we miss? Uh, question four. Hey. Yeah. 
And, oh, jeez. Uh, and Mark, when you said change of colours, I, I could narrow it down to two. Yeah, yeah. Mark has, uh, has has middled that one. Question four. Yeah. yeah. So uh, okay. yeah, they are. Uh, that's but, the Mundaring Hotel. Yeah. WA Racing Mastermind. Good luck, guys. Episode sixty-eight. Good luck, yeah, listeners. Very good. Very good. All right, uh, race number five, BJ. The Commit to Change handicap over the mile. Um, very interesting uh, little event here. It's been re-handicapped to a 66 plus. Uh, Fangio uh, will be popular amongst punters, I can imagine, for the flying Roy Rogers team after uh, he was stuck deep last time out. And uh, she was stuck deep, I should say, last time out and uh, had no luck. But um, I reckon this could be a race that's run and won again on the speed BJ and, so uh, and who, Mark. who did you have finding the front? Do you want me to tell you my speed map? Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Do I have a choice? He, you, you'll be hearing it. I've got – that's funny. As leading – Sophie Song, outside leader, scoreline holding leaders back, and we might do uh, – try and jam What About Moses, Sean McGrady into the 1-1. Yeah, I think that's um, basically it. Uh, Sophie's will ping out and be happy to lead if they want to sit on the outside with That's Funny As, but I can't imagine with the sectionals that uh, That's Funny As has been running that they'll have any interest but to cross and lead. And I don't think Sophie's will need to get into a war um, with him, so she should just pop out, hop to the breeze, and um, looks a simple map. What about JJ Brown on Black Shadow underneath them both? Yeah, see, JJ Brown, Black Shadow 12 months ago, maybe 18 months ago, I would have said will definitely mm. um, cause a bit of angst in that speed mm. map, but so I don't think the horse has the same zip at the minute. In saying that, I thought his first start run was a lot better than it reads on paper. Okay. So I just, I've got a bit of a theory. Carleen Heffel, right? So she, Hef- she made quite an impact over here, and she had did have a way – she just she connected with leaders, didn't she? Like in like in a in a way, will will Maddie Derrick be able to extract a similar type of performance from that's funny as is what Carlene has been able to do recently? I was just wondering if you treated that's funny as regardless of the riding change, or you, did you factor that into your consideration, Terry, or do you just take funny as that's funny as on face value regardless? Yeah, hundred mm. percent. They they got along extremely well. Dion Luciani and. Um, Carleen Heffel with a lot of those free rolling types. Um, Be Quick is another that got along extremely well. Not only do, do you lose Carleen and, and Maddie goes on, who does ride front run as well, um, but you lose a kilo as well. Maddie mm. now in the claiming two in the city. So, no, I was, I'm, I'm looking to get that's funny as beaten here. Um, 12 to the. Uh, 12 to the 14 to the 18, back to the 16. Is a horse that does his best work off the three, uh, three, four, five weeks type thing. So no issue with the little gap between runs. But he's up to the 57 here. Um, and I think there's going to be a couple of reasonable conveyances tucking along with him. Um, Sophie's song is the runner. I'm a little bit disappointed we're not getting a bit more rain um, about the price here, BJ. I thought Sophie's song is one that might go up a quote, but got some statistics for you with uh with Sophie's song so she's clearly a horse that's far better second up than first up if you look back through her career but um on the seven day backup she has ran some absolutely huge races uh if you look at her last last five it was third to red can man which was probably her career best off the seven days um before that she was deep in the breeze um when she had to work to find the breeze behind special choice she won that race um back in november 2019 she was second to sublime image who got a pikey special that day and that was over the mile which a few people will have queries on before that uh she was three back the fence with sean o'donnell on missed the kick absolutely flooded into it. it was maybe a good thing beaten that day and prior to that she beat inflation so her record 
off the seven days is uh, five starts for two wins, two placings. Compare that to her overall record. I reckon Simon Miller knew exactly what he was doing last week, and I reckon this is the target assignment for Sophie's uh, Sophie's song, and uh, I'm pretty keen she'll run a big, big race from the breeze or tucking in behind. That's funny, as I reckon this is the target race. This and is the this, race? This yard is uh, in form, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, SA going very well at the moment. Um, and training winners, I think – I remember Simon joking about it on social media, probably around Belmont last year, um, and he was cheersing to training winners over a mile. And he's had a few in recent times, mm. whereas you go prior to that time, the only one I can really remember is a horse like Ross Martini. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think she won a Bell and Oaks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and, uh, and, the, and the boys one as well, the right. classic, I think, as well. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but yeah, he's, he's, he's getting some horses over a bit of ground that are racing really well for him. So I don't know if that's a, a change in a change in setup at the stable, but they're still getting the two-year-olds running and these horses are stretching out. So hard to knock anything that you guys have said. There are horses like, for me in this field, Zatorio, that can decide to run well this weekend, potentially. Um, he's always one that can pop up that does have a turn of speed. I'm not sure um, if he is a, a dead set miler despite him winning three starts over that trip. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, you got that's funny as I mean Giraffe is absolutely one of mine, especially when he pops up at these sort of prices. He just needs everything to go his way with a hot tempo up front to be able to come on. Um, I, I wouldn't knock anything that you guys are saying in terms of looking at the market now, though. There are a few that certainly do attract, and I know that punters over in the east will be attracted by the Cerise and White um, in Bogart. Not for me, but um, yeah, they'll, that uh, horse will definitely garner some. Um, attraction from from punters I appreciate the rise back to the mile as well I think potentially after yeah. going back to the 12 you, uh, did you did you put something on Twitter about him first up oh, I just don't think he's any good yeah, with all due respect to Bob and Bob and Adam Durant and I don't think the mayor's thrown anything decent she was she was a really good horse she went a Prince of Wales or Colonel Reeves or something anyway um I remember the first horse out of her was Chaser, and that horse actually started with Darren Weir and was a cult by Redoots and actually was desperately unlucky to win a maiden at Ballarat or Bendigo yeah, and, then, that's right. and then came back <laughs> over here yeah. and just did – he went around – I reckon it was Melbourne Cup Day 2016 and I said to the boys, I think this really nice horse, and he did nothing. And then he got the chop and the mayor hasn't thrown anything and this guy looks a big, lopy sort of gangly thing. Um, but look, $9 about an Adam Durant, Bob Peter's own horse, you can do worse, especially for those guys over east. But mm. very open race. Um, I don't think funny – that's funny as can lead all the way and win. But, um, yeah, it sets it up for something around it, I think, to, to beat it at a, at a nice price. I'm going to stick with Fangio. I was – she was my Betfair best betting proposition of the day last start when she came to Ascot. And, um, yeah, it just was just – did they get spooked by the pattern of the day on that – particular occasion she uh, rolled to a three deep with real um comfortability she wasn't bustled there by chris parnham either she just sort of landed or she landed near last but then they he he's i think he thought clicked her up for a second she ended up there i think he thought he could find a spot potentially. yeah mm. so and there's he's just end up having to rate In fairness, her if they settled last yeah. i don't think anything was beating trump this that day mm, maybe maybe I'd, um, see it's last 200 last week as well yeah incredible it's a funny old actually, actually Pakistan starish isn't it actually that one, is a, one for you Mark yeah that, a bit of that a is Pakistan a, which also talking about Trump this that's a Trump good this, yeah. it's tailed off last two and it's running last twos that uh, Shataka would be happy with that so. is a good comp actually yeah um, yeah so yeah 
fantastic. That wasn't that wasn't how she'd been winning in Albany. Put it that way. She'd been sort of getting back cover, working into the race, and and using. Yeah, but she'd been sc- given maps to do that. Like yep. they'd been bunching up on the bend every time she'd been winning in Albany as yep. well. So I could see that. I could see with that was a day we thought no apology and Seminole Brave would dominate the race. So yep. I can see their thought process. Well, if we let them get away. They're not going to bunch. This is a different race. And I think that's why Fangio well, is a big I- hard drifter late as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. But in, in saying that, the, the way that the race ended up panning out, it um, it just it looked as though um, Plan A as to, to bring the tactics from Albany to town may have been more um, advantageous on the day. And, and for her to keep kicking and still run second uh, with no apologies running third, who's since come out and won at Ascot yesterday, I think there was heaps of merit in the performance. I'm envisaging a three-wide line here um, in this mile race. They... Um, the, the three wide line will be will form and then that will roll into the race. Chrissy Parnham, very few are better at uh, finding that 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 moving line. And um, he's, yeah, and he's just going to be there, and uh, he's going to be. I just I feel as though he's going to conserve early, track up that three wide line, peel, and get last crack at him late. So uh, I think this is a, a really good option for for Fangio. Scared of Sophie's song that um, and what about Moses up on top of the speed, but. I've, just, yeah, Fangio, I reckon, her race on Saturday. Will be uh, very interesting viewing and seeing if Roy Rogers can keep the stable uh, in the form it's been in for, for quite uh, some time. For context, I was 450 Fangio. Yep. Uh, Sophie's song, uh, 750. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's just, I'm finding it difficult to know if I should hop into uh, Sophie's song now to eight, nine bucks, but I think we'll take hold. But, uh, geez, if Simon Miller set one for a particular race, it's unlikely it'll drift a, a huge amount, I'd say. So, um, yeah, it might be worth having something on as well, the eight, nine bucks each way. All righty. Race six is the C Corp Grandstand Cup, our feature of the day. Um, listed 1,500 metres, $100,000 race, and uh, of course, one one pinup boy dig deep goes around uh in this feature luckless in the bunbury cup two weeks uh bunbury stakes rather two weeks ago won by western temple the current favorite for this particular race on saturday samizdat comes out of the bunbury stakes as does media baron luke's gold serenity bay there's uh it's almost yeah there, there is there is a lot of uh um bunbury stakes form coming out of that and that does look like the the prevalent line that most people a reference point that most people will be taking uh, no one knows dig deep better than uh, the guru terry layton so give us how, how's he gonna or win? maybe chris nation oh actually yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me on, tell can you we, can we get him back on let we, me we, tell we, you uh, we're in chris to see whether he had any special gallops at us this week, <laughs> we, we, we need to know it's pivotal pivotal terry lay it out for the listeners how and why dig deep going to prove victorious in the grandstand cup well, Olmos has already spoke for about 45 minutes, so I'll summarise it in two words, eh? Just mm. wins. <laughs> that enough? Yeah. No, nah, look, um, we're very happy. Happy. we're very happy with the uh, – I do like that little jibe as well, a little, little, little rib tickler. Mate, that's, that's, a, that's a compliment. <laughs> very happy with uh, the return of the Bunbury Stakes. He uh, obviously had a little uh, – 
uh, hoof injury um, leading into that race. That's why we missed the Pinjarra sprint. So he wasn't 100% uh, in the in the Bunbury stakes. But, uh, geez, his effort was pretty eye-catching. It was A few of them were fairly eye-catching, though. He wasn't alone in yes. being a um, one that caught the eye. But I think he runs a clear second, uh, even if they all have even luck. Um, that race. I think he runs a clear second to Western Temple. He should only be fitter for that run. He's a horse that races better with good draws. He, he doesn't step too clean, but he can muster into a spot. Yes, Mark? Oh, I'm just, I had to go forward to the gym crack to find out if M. Delena featured in any other stakes races of the day. Mm. He's got one in the Perth stakes and obviously dig deep. He's and got he, two in the Perth stakes. And he's got two in the Perth stakes and he's got M30s. sneaky chance as yeah. well. Gee, watch out, Bob. Yeah, no, M. Delina is uh, – this is his time as well. Loves a good autumn carnival. He does, does M. Delina. Yeah, yeah, he, he always had Jericho Missile, Dig Deep, favourite on the eventual winner. He always backs, he backs himself this time of year, doesn't yeah, he? He does. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, like I, I am expecting um, Dig Deep to muster up with Clint Johnston-Porter. We're losing W. Pike from our couple of victories, which is – I think it's underrated a lot of the time. We'll get to a horse called Plissier shortly in the gym crack, but um, I think the reason that Plissier won its couple of races was W Pike compared to any other jockey. That's the extra length the horse finds. So I think Dig Deep found that length with W Pike. And that's my concern here. But I think that CJP is close to the biggest like-for-like jockey in the fact he's patient, he's happy to take a gap. Mm -hmm. And a lot of his winners, and we've seen a lot recently from CJP, are horses that settle three or four back the fence. He's patient, he finds his hole, he gets them through, and he rides them really hard hands and heels. He's Pike-esque. He is Pike-esque. He's he's on a a different planet. We're all on different planets at W Pike, Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately. Um, But I think this is Dig Deep's race with some luck. Mm, I agree. What about, as a talking point, gents, Sam is that winning the scenic blast two starts ago is the only winner, I'm pretty sure, at this stage of the 2021 year uh, for the Ganjimis, their only winner. Is that right? Pretty sure. Yeah, wow. So, hopefully, the stable picks back up because I've got a two-year-old with them. Um, no interest like self-interest, but uh, it, it's quite unusual, isn't it? Sam Dat, he hit the line very well in that Miss Andretti, and then the scenic blast, he obviously came out and won. Um, but if any horse is going to, I guess, run well for them, it's this one here. Dig deep, just looks to be the one, though. I'm really interested to see where Media Baron's at. Back out to 1,500 metres. I thought vast improvement at Bunbury last time out. Just not the same horse this prep, uh, obviously. Did you say only winner this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in 2021. Yeah, Yeah. 2021, yeah. That's that's correct. Yes. It's a good statistic. Yep. And um, without without giving too much away in regards to the mastermind, uh, Falcon Chris, the old nine-year-old boy, um, (laughs) barrier three, um, of course, used to be with Matt Rigby, I think. Yeah. Matt Rigby Mm, used to have it. And... um, Chris Nelson. And Chris Nelson, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm not sure if he can he can win, but... Um, I'm pretty sure he can't. Does Western Temple just go under the radar here? Well, I, there's, I, there's I, a... I remember, I t- so I tipped him on Radio Over East first up at Pinjarra. Didn't think he could win last start, and sure enough, he comes out and brains them. Is it just that, I guess, he, he seems like another one, like, battle hero. He's a bit more hard-going, he's a bit more free-flowing, and he opened that race so nicely. Um, are we just dismissing him here? Well, I'm not. I'm not dismissing him. It's it's a case of price as well, yeah. but it's also a case yeah. of a horse winning a feature and getting up in the weights <clears> and giving the horses a few kilos and then starting too short he's next start. Uh, he, yeah, he's Bumbry he's was, been impacted by no top weight in this race as well. So he yeah. has. He's he's gone from winning with. He's run a second with fifty four and a half in the at Pinjarra. He's won with fifty five at Bunbury and he rises four. 
four kilos. So it, it has to has to be taken into consideration. It does. And, that was and, a suitable serve as a bummery with a lot of oh, horses stopping dead. I just feel um, as though he was just so suited, even though it, the time was there. He was really strong. It was a it was a really really good win. Don't get me wrong, um, Fernie Camp. But watching that replay, there was. Quite a few unlucky horses. Mm-hmm. The two main fancies didn't turn up. There were some roadblocks going on. There was a mid-race move from Echo Effect, which basically changed, flipped the race on its head um, and it almost took out half the field where they were in positions where they couldn't win from at that stage. So I don't know. I feel as though maybe the performance was a bit um, overinflated mm-hmm. than what it actually was. So um, And now he's he opened 2000. Five you, you locally, that, he's, no, he's coming out to a more yeah, more more them. realistic three thirty yeah. at the moment. Um, but I, yeah, I, I see he just got so many things in his favour the other day that I'm happy to take him on to a degree. I think it's either going to be a dig deep or Samizdat race, and I'm pretty. Samizdat, I reckon they. You're going to have to ask for massive improvement here. And don't get me wrong, I know Samizdat's drawn a gate, but Dig Deep and Samizdat were next to each other and Dig Deep was just a panels better run, like panels, panels. And Dig Deep should have had more improvement than Samizdat. So the big thing in Samizdat's favour is Barrier, but it's still probably going to settle alongside Dig Deep. And the second thing is Brad Parnham, who's one for one on the horse when knocking off Regal Power in yeah, a... Asian bow. Uh, J, uh, Asian, Asian bow. bow yeah. In an Asian bow a few years ago. So I think... Sean O'Donnell, I think, to be honest, I think his last two starts, he's got a bit lazy on him in the straight when yeah. he thought he couldn't win the race. Yeah. I think he's sort of sat up a bit and just tried to nurse him to the line. I reckon that might be half the reason he's been um, knocked off here as well because I, you just would have liked to seen him um, just ride it out to the line. Speaking of riding him out to the line, what's your opinion on the uh, frequent fryer incident yesterday, guys? Uh, see, Paul Harvey got suspended for 20 I did. days. I did. Uh, I haven't... Um, Disclaimer, I haven't watched the replay, mm-hmm. so I have I can't comment on that. However, I will say, having watched Paul Harvey ride for years and years and years, that he probably had it coming. <laughs> so to be to be fair, he's how many warnings can you give a jockey to ch- amend his behaviour to change and to stop sitting up on them before you have a Douglas White situation where um, scales of justice, if people can recall. I'm sure, yeah. sure people Kingston are well aware. Uh, where the, it, it starts affecting start, start affecting results and it's like Paul's a, a leader. He's one of the goats. He People look up to him. It's got to be a cultural thing. It has to start yeah. with those guys. Just ride him out to the line. It's not that hard. It's just another two or three, four strides. You're getting paid per ride. Just ride them all the way out to the finish line. It's just... You know. Yeah, it wasn't a long enough suspension for mine. Oh, Should have been Terry's coming in. Yeah. It's changed the result of a race because you've been lazy and not ride it to the line. Right, so can you just lay it out for me? Did it change the result of the race? It's it, probably not, yeah. but it's not impossible. But it's not impossible. I'm sorry, I, I still not, haven't seen it yet. So yeah, yeah, he just it, he sits up probably with five ten meters to go. Yeah, uh, he's been beaten a very small margin. I mean, if Pike's on, it wins because he pushes its head down on the line. Uh, I'm not asking him to do that. Some jockeys don't do that. That's fine. Most jockeys don't do that. That's fine. But um, it just happens too much. Often it's a horse he won't ride out that'll run fifth instead of fourth and then you're talking uh, we've always got to protect the punter at the end of the day and then you're talking exotic players people that have played first fours they might have been impacted because he hasn't ridden a horse out or it's usually not that visible where it's a horse that was going to win or go very uh, maybe a touch closer to winning but to me it just there's got to be massive i'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't he hasn't been sus- suspended for this before. surely he has surely he has to be interesting to see his mm, record but anyway it the c- come on pond just just ride him out. Yeah, just ride him out. Just grow ride up, him grow out. Up, <laughs> grow up, Pond. Oh, Jesus. That would get me in trouble. <laughs> grow up, Pond. Uh, uh, we love the Pond, but that is, uh, that's just not on. Come on. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, now, this is a, it's a good little race. As the grandstand cup always is, Media Baron, as Mark said, is absolutely flying at this prep. Uh, has come back as last two. Last prep, it did not turn up at all. Um, geez, Kiriel, another one of a, a big book for her. Um, the problem is with Patton with the easterly hot day, it's going to have to come from last and circle the field. Very difficult to do that. But um, he's capable if he gets the right race set up. Harry Thomas will lead. Western Temple, yeah, Darty and the Breeze. If they all start stopping and um, they're finishing over the top of him, he will run the quickest last 200, I'd say. No doubt. Luke Skull will be leading up a three-wide line. Oh, he geez. loves it out there, doesn't he? Poor old Luke Skull just hey. can't draw a hole. Yeah. Um, yeah, for mine, I think this is the race for Dig Deep. Put the writing on the wall in the Bunbury Stakes. No doubt the Pierce brothers have this bloke um, ready to rock and roll for the uh, Grandstand Cup on Saturday. CJP on board, coiled up. Geez, he was ready to explode on um Last start. So if he finds the galloping room he requires, then he's going to be hard horse to hold out at the finish. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how many can match him late. I think the only horse at his best that can match him late is Samizdat, which mm -hmm. is why I went for the, the the two of them. And really, is Media Baron going to be able to come from two lengths off him and get past him? I, I, I don't know. I, two or three lengths off him and get past him? I, I doubt it. Looks a race in two between Dig Deep and Samizdat. I'm going to take on Western Temple. I like it. Yeah, Dig Deep for me. Just need some luck. In the straight mark, yeah, I'm dig deep too. Oh, um, pretty, deep pretty, pretty. Um, well, not keen, but definitely looks a standout. Serenity Bay is not well treated at the weights here, but I'm interested to see what she does, especially after her two runs in. They're not as bad as what I they actually, look on paper. She, she's value for me. I yeah, had, I had a, well, I, well, I, I expected her to open up, even though the, the, the price was sixteen. Yeah, yeah and, and she's bucks. into yeah, eight fifty. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that yeah. was a good price. Yeah, um, because I was, I was on the plane and I was looking at those those morning line opening prices that come through racing and sports and it said sixteen dollars and I said yeah. 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 I'll have me some of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've just seen eight fifty. So yeah, obviously they've um come for it. But uh Winker's on and maybe to sharpen up later on. We'll her see what she's at. Run was, actually her was last good. two runs have both been good. Mm. So and she does even though she's, she's not got tactical speed. Too. Even though she's not really well in from a internal handicap as rating point of view, she's being an eighty. Um she gets a weight swing. She gets a two kilo weight swing yeah. for, for finishing alongside Dig deep and Sam is back, that. Back to Ascot for a horse that has a, a shorter and sharper turn of speed as well. Yes, exactly right. She is – the time she's got out to a mile and 1,700, she's peaked on her run, so mm -hmm. the 15 mm -hmm. will be right mm -hmm. on her limit. Sean will know that, but Sean can probably get the back of Western Temple here yeah. in, in the run. So, uh, yeah, another player in a, in a really open um, grandstand, but I think the 5 five fifty. There's there's meat on the dig deep bones. Oh. So, do you know what you got to do? you got to chew. <laughs> Responsibly. <laughs> Always. Responsibly. <laughs> uh, good luck, Guru. Um, yeah, indeed. Uh, Terry, uh, good luck, mate. And First then, of a latent double as well. Okay. First leg. Hopefully there's, uh, there's, there's no, no more of those um, nasty uh, reverse Quinellas <laughs> that, that no one ever likes to see. Moving on here to race seven, we have the Remilius Resources Trophy, 1,200 metres. It, uh, it was advertised as a rating 78 plus. However, no top weight was available, therefore it has been weighted as a 74 plus. So that means a horse such as Outstanding Philly resuming Watch Me Dance. Connections were expecting 56.5 uh, when weights were released. She's carrying 59.5 first up from a wide gate, which makes things awfully tough for her at her um, first run since the Kingston Town Classic. She did have a tune-up in an Albany trial. But it opens up the race for 
Something else, I mean, we've got speed through the likes of uh, Zebul, Charlton Eddy, Echo Effect, Santiago Girl. We have a 13-horse um, a field at the moment. It offers up quite some differing uh, opportunities for differing opinions. Can Mark, excellent dream lead from the two over 1,200 especially? I don't it can be anything, up there too. I don't think anything can lead Zebul. No, no. Yeah. But it can be up there too. Nuisance value. Yeah, 100%. It'll be oh, interesting yeah, to sure. see what they do with Charlton Eddie if they want to pop out to the outside of Zebul, if they tag Zebul. Excellent Dream ends up three back the fence if they just decide to tag. Does Excellent Dream a horse with a sharp enough turn of foot mm. to out sprint someone? Uh, a horse like Platinum Bullet who might be just on the back of Excellent Dream. The answer for me there is a resounding no. But, Excellent but Dream. if it's a searing tempo, that turns into does that zap? Platinum Bullet yeah, and those exactly. sorts of, of her closing speed, yep. which brings Excellent Dream into the equation. Yep. The other horse who's a fly in the ointment horse again is Echo Effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Echo Effect uh, has that uh, has that uh, acceleration to really uh, yeah be a nuisance, as you said. And yep. Santiago Girl's been racing on speed as well, so. There isn't a shortage here, and this isn't a race I've gone into with a great, uh, great amount of confidence. To be honest with you, uh, Platinum Bullet by default up to the 1,200, little freshen up, uh, tags a hot speed, went super over the 1,000. We all said needs the 1,200, stable's flying. Um, the 485 bucks is about what I've marked her though, so I'm not exactly pummeling into her, but um, nah, for me at this stage, more of a watch and see job. Mark? I think, well, Watch Me Dance gets probably out to $10 come race day. Oh, plus. And the rest. Yeah, plus, yeah, plus, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then becomes probably a bet just yeah, because okay. she's defied her odds in a champion fillies and a WA guineas, and this is no WA Tried guineas like a, or champion tried like fillies. An absolute rocket. Yeah, um, it just just depends. I feel as though she's just going to be ridden quiet, and if the race uh, shapes in her favour, then she'll be she'll be she'll be joining in late. For uh, sure. What's I, the target? Uh, good question. Run there a cup. Is, there, there, or do they go through that series? There is a yeah. there is two fillies and mares races coming up. One's called no. the Marjorie Charleston Classic. There are there. Run under set weights and penalties. I yep. forget. It's still a hundred thousand race. Yeah, and, and she's West Speed, mm -hmm. so she gets West Speed bonus. And well, the Sheila Gwynn. And the Sheila Gwynn, correct, Mark. So they they knows his program. They are suitable targets for her. So um, just yeah, annoys me when it changes. Yeah, I imagine that. And um, the names don't get me started. I imagine that they're they're, they're um, suitable, suitable races. Too. What's that? The names of races changing. Oh, I hate it. Mm. I hate it. Yeah. Anyway. Another, again, another day, but this is a, uh, a really competitive race. The other question I'll ask you in regards to Watch Me Dance, because let's not beat around the fact that she's obviously the class of the race, despite being a three-year-old filly, poorly weighted, blah, blah, blah. But if she's wearing Cerise and White cross sashes and W Pike rides, Grant and Alana Williams prepare, does she shorten rather than what Watch Me Dance has done in Drift? 100%. Mm. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask why is she wearing the A set and yeah, why is, well, uh, well, and that's why is another, that's a, that's another question. Is this is this a pointer? Does oh. the A set only go on the A set? Mm. I, just, I just think well, that this, re this requires further investigation. Yeah, I, yeah. I, mm. I just yeah, like like I said, I always you know it's I'm very value sensitive, unlike unlike other punters, but like many other punters, um, I just think that she becomes a bit on Saturday. Yep. Late bet fair, watch me dance, could yep. be anything. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think uh, she will be. And again, I'm not saying she wins by any stretch, but I think she's, she's a very be, good filly. She's going to be overs, yeah. Shouldn't be going around, you know, 
10 plus. Yep. Yeah, she'll go around a healthy each way price, I think. And um, yeah, she's a real point of difference runner in this. Uh, Zeebel, as you said, you were mentioning Zeebel and Secret Assault before. You'd think Zeebel's still a runaway and the yeah. 1200's a major query. So mm. you know Zeebel will be stopping on the field. Charlton Eddie might not appreciate not having clear air and clean air in front of um, in front of him. It could be a race where they do pack up and, and things make ground. And we could say, watch me dances and your Jericho missiles, yep. your platinum bullets, um, all making that uh, that ground down the outside. But yeah, I think you run this race 10 times, you probably get 10 different results, to be honest. Which is why I've gone uh, excellent dream on top. Gate two, I actually, actually think his run was better than what people think at Bunbury the other day. It was slow away, so he ended up being a pair further back than anticipated. And he was following Guns of Navarone, who sort of acted a bit as a bit of a roadblock. Um, Paul Harvey sort of had to go early to get around him, covered additional ground, whereas the winner, Gemma's son and Jericho Missile, had probably had more economical runs than Excellent Dream. So the effort was good over 1,000. His two previous Ascot 1,200-metre wins were both in fast times with weight. So it's carried 60.5 to win a graduation on the January 9. Then it's carried... 60 kilos, you know, and it's run 109 to defeat Weaponsun in a um, at Ascot on January 30. Really high rating performances. Um, led in one, uh, sat sort of one one ish, but we, but maybe a little bit three wide when it won two starts ago for Paul Harvey. If Bradbury Willer can get excellent dream to begin even, uh, land sort of um, first four or five in running. Through the fence, have you got it anywhere besides through the fence though? Uh, perhaps, but with Zebel just. Zeebel in a race creates creates tempo and creates space. So Brad Willer should be able to uh, extricate Excellent Dream into, into clear galloping room at the right time. And I feel as though this is a really good option for Excellent Dream. Platinum Bullet, the danger. Jericho Missile. Uh, Jericho. Um, Charlton Eddy obviously coming off a, a good um, second up Bunbury performance. Zeebel in the race almost sort of counteracts his strengths in a way so it'd be interesting to see how he performs under those under that race shape situation and as terry said the two that'll be charging late with um with strength and closing speed jericho missile and watch me watch me dance both those horses will be hooning to the line matt um matt lindsey smith stable starting to hit some really strong form locally Mm -hmm. i think this is a really good option for excellent dream yeah, a few people did their dough last start. I think Excellent Dream was off the map. Mm. Sure was. Uh, last yep. time out, all the uh, young stung, all the young stung, the young stars rising series did their uh, dough on that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll be uh, they'll be backing up here. But yeah, tough old race. Gemma's was very good against the older yeah, horses. And, with and the shoe on. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. the stable mate ran second. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was. I thought Gemma's son was not no hope, but I thought. Um, Jemison was in the market and probably shouldn't have been, but was and ran really well. So, well, um, really, really, really good race actually. When you is good race, when yeah. you narrow out, uh, watch me dance and, and Charlton Eddie in particular, uh, those younger horses taking on the older horses. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Hmm. Uh, what price did you have? Excellent dream. Out of curiosity, uh, seven bucks. Okay, the map was and all good for four fifty. Four fifty platinum. Yeah, four fifty platinum. Yeah, bullet, I was, so. yeah, I had platinum yeah. and excellent dream similarly priced around yeah. four fifty. Yeah. Pla- platinum bullet, 
with the way the race is run, shouldn't be missing a top three spot. No, no, no. And the way it's going, yeah. Ran second to Resort Man. Ascot got twelve hundred meters a few starts ago. Then defeated Weapon Son. The mm. River. Oh, actually, no, that was, a de- that was a dead heat with Weapon Son, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The River yeah. Form from last start looks good as well. So he just uh, she just has to not lose the race from the barriers and be yeah. too far back and then get gassed and she's out of it. So For those one by two, one by three punters like myself, hooky. Oh, excited. All righty, race eight is the Furphy Jim Crack Stakes. This is the Group Three. 1100 meters for the two-year-old filly set weights and penalties and it's the I know what you're gonna ask. what's going on with these victorian beers sorry to oh, cut you off bj i think that's what you were going to ask actually over in, over in the most you've, you've got some fair feet occasion you, you, you got some of the best beer in the world over here you little creatures a, um, the, the big v is part of it's part of the logo you see yeah. that mark yeah 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 i think it's a long bro yeah incredible you guys have come on grow grow <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Why is this a group three and the blokes only get a listed race? It's like that everywhere, unfortunately, Terry. You Isn't look it? at the Blue Diamond Prelude, it's a group two. I'm not two. a big reading man. It's, it comes down well, to that, Well, that's, that's exactly yeah. what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, and, and you, even, you even now look at two kilo weight swings for, for girls. Uh, it all ends up favouring the mm. the breeders, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, the, the Prelude's a group two, Blue Diamond, and whereas the boys is a group three. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing for the previews, actually. The the girls' previews are group three. The boys are listed. The boys yeah. are listed. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's all about the fillies and the black type. I, I don't think Terry would be complaining if he uh, if his filly gets a uh, group three. Absolutely Alongside not. her name. Big, Hang on, which big, one have you got? Big, bold yeah. letters. This is this is. Which one have you got here, Terry? A good thing too. Now, the first thing I think we need to discuss here, BJ. Uh, but, sorry, Mark. Be optimistic. Be optimistic. You're right. Yeah, be optimistic. Number nine there. Yeah. LK. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Kyle, I found out the K stood for Kyle this morning. I never, I never knew that. I was just, uh, I was just LK to me. Oh, but, uh, LK and Tony, yeah, LN, K and Kyle. Uh, the first thing we need to discuss good. here. Good um, race, and, oh, really this is a good race. This is the race I'm most looking yeah. forward to discussing. Um, hopefully, he can stop his whippersnipper for us for a second, so I really get stuck into it. <laughs> but uh, the runner, almost uh, that I think we need to discuss first of all. And we needed to talk about it from a map point of view. Is uh, Patrick's got sass, BJ? Now um, I've seen your little leg up uh, online. I've seen you've tipped it already. So a bit of a spoiler alert there. I do apologise, but are you just going to map Pat's got sass in the breeze here without any issues? It's surely Patricia, by the way, not it's Patrick. Sh- surely. Patricia too. <laughs> it should be Patricia. Dearie, mate, that's a bit of an oversight on my part. I uh, I do apologise. How big? How big is she? Yeah, she's big. She's massive, isn't yeah. she? Just watching the yard from uh, from last week. Seventeen hands. Really? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's a fair old uh, yeah fair old machine. You get a big advantage. It's like one of those um, when you're coming through the, the draft. You talk about the juvenile races, and you yeah. you sort of uh, you've grown up bigger than the other kids, and you can dominate at an underage level. And this is probably her ability to dominate races at an underage level because she's a. Uh, Got size and her opposition. But map me, BJ. This is what I want. This is what I've been looking forward to talking to you about. Because you can't just tell me she lands in the breeze here. Well, I've got her work into the breeze here. I've got ultimate mm-hmm. command leading. Pat's got sass, outside leader. Polizia, leaders back and be optimistic. In she the- couldn't go with Polizia in a trial. That's the thing. Like they, She couldn't go with half of these. Like You go back to her and I, I might get – this might be complete egg on my face here, but she um, jumped poorly, initial trial. In her second trial, she jumped poorly again. She mustered up to land just behind him. 
in her race debut, she jumped just okay. It was a race that was led by Warpipes, who had never settled anywhere near the speed in trials or races. And a horse called Orchia or Kia or yeah. Chia settled in fifth, right? That doesn't look like a big deal. That horse had never settled better than last in any race prior yeah. to that. Never been able to jump. It was just a race with but, no but they, speed. But they whatsoever. actually went they went quick enough though. They did. Yeah. They did, yeah. She mustered to get there. But if there's a little bit of toe here and a couple of these others, I, I think they'll all want to kick forward and, and they'll all want to make her work to get to the breeze. And she may well get to the breeze, but geez, she's gonna have to do work to get to the breeze against a far more formidable opposition. So I love how Terry Terry gets um, just, he really gets really excited when he's got a runner that, in the race. So something my housemate Jared often talks about. He, he's a obviously he's a, he's a budgies man. He talks about the recency effect that comes in. Recency the bias, hundred percent. Recency bias, hundred percent. From this to me is just a race that screams recency bias. All of these runners, the majority of these runners, they win like she did last start in that very poor race. Don't get me wrong, she's got upside. I appreciate everything that um, will be said about her and how good she might well be, but. Does she deserve to be a two dollar ninety favourite in a race chock full of quality from an awkward gate with a new? Hang on, what price on? you say? She's two ninety three oh. bucks, I think. Yeah, nah. so she's pretty no, thin. Like so. you say, well, if she's six bucks. I'm probably not carrying on. I think she's probably a little bit of value. But, and, uh, and when there's a, when there's a boom as well, you know, we see these yes. big types goes away to win nicely. I priced, yeah, spot yeah. on, spot I, on. I priced at three fifty. I mean, the there's no doubt that. Kiri Yule has the task ahead of her, but her her strength is getting the mountain pushing. Yeah, I think push, she's a good choice. Pushing them, choice, pushing yeah. them forward. I mean, if if she doesn't get to the breeze, does does she get a trail into the race following the stable mate Pixie Chicks, who's going to roll forward as well? I don't think. Oh, I don't you think, can't give her a trail. That's one thing. I'm not going to cop a trail, especially for a big horse like that. Do we do we want to trial? I guess she trailed in the trial when knocking off Polissier, yeah. but it's only 1100. She doesn't have to get that complete mm. trail. So I mean, two ninety. That's thin. Yeah, I was three fifty. So I, what were you? Uh, I was uh, closer to six fifty. Okay. Yeah. No, I just I went back and watched her replays, really her replay um, many times, and and looked at the sectionals that came through that I, that I used from from Binzacardi, and it was just it was all there for me. It was all there. The the Paul Harvey to Kiriul is significant because obviously he knows her very well, goes out to Harrison's stables, rides track work there during the week um, and he's ridden her in trials, ridden her on race day, knows how she ticks. So that is a significant um, change from her debut win. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was all there from a, from a two-year-old debut point of view. Sat outside leader and was still able just to accelerate and was strong through the line with plenty in the tank. Um, yeah, for me, Pat's got sass. Lucy's got she's a big girl who might even be able to do it tough and still be able to find some sort of way to to eke out a, a victory. But for me, from a price point of view, I'd be looking for you know above three fifty, which I don't think I'm going to get anyway. So. Yeah, interesting because she is a bit of a boom horse, a yeah. bit of a, a boom filly. So it'll be interesting to see what she does do in the market with a few of these likely to attract some support. But just again, talking about the recency bias that I just just touched on before. I mean, you got Pixie Chicks eight bucks drawn awkwardly. Lewa is twelve. That's probably the right price. But I just think. <laughs> And I know I might be a little bit biased here, BJ, and I'm usually negatively biased towards the horses, uh, which I uh, have something in. But I just think Be Optimistic was the best run in the Magic Millions. Like I think we were 
Oh, I think we were the best run in the Magic Millions. Every horse on speed turned it up um, pretty early on in the straight. We had to work from the widest gate to get to the breeze. It took us forever to get there. Um, Jade was swinging off her on the band. Um, she gave such a nice kick. She wasn't entitled to give as big a kick as she did. And, geez, she was only grabbed late by Heavenly Waters and Export Man, who both had nice uh, cuddles and smothers in the run. So... I just think that this this twenty odd dollar quote this is this is as good a price I, I I've seen at Ascot feel, this season. I feel as though you, you're affronted by the current quote. I am. I feel. Yeah. I feel offended. I, yeah. I feel well, offended. well, I, I agreed it with Terry to an extent yeah. because we always talk about we, we no we always talk about black bookers right and it's usually the big red flashing light horse that booms home last mm. two hundred last two fifty right. Why don't people talk about the horse that's done all the work up on speed and fades late and isn't beaten that far? Yep. That's the category that she falls into. Um, I think we get that wrong so often and he's only going to be better for the run fitness-wise with a, with a tough run like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a really interesting race and just looking at a few of the flux already, very fascinated to see early support for Rommel, whether that's an adjustment or not. Pardon me, the daughter of Rommel, mm -hmm. Ultimate Command. Mm. Um, because, likely because, yeah, and she'll probably be a bit tougher than the rest of these just on breeding alone. Again, if and you experience. are, and experience, and if you are looking at the breeding, you've got the likes of Fatale Femme, what price it? $26. Brilliant okay. family. Out the gate. Um, Policier Lewa uh, was, you know, you just can't discount a Simon Miller runner. You go down to Sneaky Chance out of that fast mare in Snuglet, buy them all the talk. And I think it showed enough to date that, you know, she might be able to improve here up to a big race. You go down to even Safety Fuse out of that really good mare, Paris Cracker. So one for the breeding fans, if you do like one, don't be turned off because you'll get a price. Yeah, I think Sneaky Chance and Be Optimistic are the ones that are um – the market has forgotten about. And they've snuck under the guard. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that twenty six dollars sneaky chance is. Uh, you can make cases for them, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she was, she was, she ran fourth in the Magic Millions. Mm. She was good every time she went to the races. She was improving, and they were, they were learning more about her. Oh, Trevor Andrews has flicked a switch recently. Definitely, his horses are going so much better. Um, but yeah, like I mean. Pat's this this is either gonna be boom or bust. Pat's got sass, isn't it? It's I either think she's either gonna win or she's gonna like pop badly. Um but she was my she was my on topper. I thought Hoy Ann was really, really good in the yeah. supremacy. Yeah. Uh gate one, Sean O'Donnell, probably three, three back fence type situation. Um coiled up, might get last crack at him. Polizier worked hard outside leader in the supremacy with a smother. Joey has a party on board uh expecting improvement from her as mark said simon a miller lee they've found the knack to her just conserve conserve and let her launch obviously going to employ similar tactics again for me pat's got sass on top hoi Ann, the biggest danger sneaky chance and terry's horse be optimistic are the ones that sneak under the radar from a market point of view which way you go mark Gun to head. I'll, I will be backing everything that is pretty much at a double figure yeah. quote. Um, it's a good I'll, bet fair race late. I'll, I'll yeah. Absolutely. And I think any bookmakers that are taking bets on this race already, and if they see money come in for 10 pats got sass, they'll be saying thank you because yeah. um, it'll be it'll be a longer price well, come, people, come race time. People will be backing her yep. just on yep. the on the, the, the um, win. On the spur. Yeah. That's the thing, but she's already at that thin price. Yeah. I'm yeah. really interested in what she does. I think she'll she'll hold-ish. I think she'll trade 280 to four bucks. Yeah. Uh, I think you're too not. Yeah, it, it's just got to be thin. It, it's yeah. it's not a price that you can come at hard at at the moment. But, um, yeah, a really interesting watch. Like, like I talk about the 20-odd bucks for Be Optimistic being a, uh, a really, really big 
big each way price on my market, there's it's not impossible she trades longer yeah. as well. They all have to fit into a hundred percent market. Yeah, yeah so. it's, and that's it's it's more of a sign of the depth and quality of this the Phillies division leading yep. into the Caracatta Plate in, yep. story in two weeks time. Storybook, storybooks yeah. huge. Hasn't hasn't lost a race or trial today, and his gold came out and smashed him seven days ago to make yep. that form look even better. So I'll be I'll be making sneaky chance and ultimate command. There you go. Okay, sneaky chance and ultimate command for Mark. Be optimistic. Your best value bet. Just about this year, I reckon, BJ, mm-hmm. at uh, 20-odd to one. Just parks him behind him. Um, we'll go very, very close. And uh, Pat's got sass. BJ is going to uh, trust the, the big loping girl to get to the breeze and uh, make me look like a goose, which wouldn't be the first time. How strong are we expecting those easterlies on the weekend, gents? Light. Okay. So Light. By this, by this stage of the day, they could um, they could be coming have subsided. On. But also, oh, I'm speaking more from a yard perspective in terms of breeze and how a lot of these two-year-olds handle it. Mm. I think it'll be really interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're getting a crowd. Everything we heard from Chris earlier, there'll be a decent crowd, race conditions. Uh, also, watch a few from the yard. And yeah, good point. We'll, we'll, get a, we'll get a real idea from the market what these horses are doing in the yard. If we mm-hmm. see Luke, Kyle, Fernie strapping, be optimistic. Then uh, <laughs> do we know something's uh, something's amiss, or or, or, uh, or do or we what? know something's very, very right? <laughs> <laughs> have, have a look at what I'm wearing on the day for, me, for my photo <laughs> post race. That's all I'll say. Uh, very good luck, Jerry. Again, big day for uh, TK Layton. That's for sure. It'll be a bigger day in two weeks' time when she wins a Caracatta too. Mm. Add it to the mantle. Yeah, yep. Just go on the uh, yeah, exactly right. Easy race to win, I found. All right. Mark, do you know what time it is? You might not know. He might not know nope. what time it Go is. Go on. It's time for the Get Out Stakes. Yes, son. Yep. S-T-E-A-K-S. Now, BJ's going to tell us who it's brought to us by. Thanks, Terry. Brought to us uh, the extremely popular, so popular. We're inundated with entries each and every week for the Get Out Stakes, which is proudly brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find them at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt. Him and his team, they mm. run the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. Timmy, of course. Good man, Timmy. Timmy, of course, he's you know a great Timmy. man. He is represented by Featherweight in the uh, Perth yes. State. So good luck, Timmy and his team. Congratulations to episode 67 Get Out, uh, episode 67 Get Out Stakes winner Ben Ranstead. He was nearest the pin with his Tycoon Storm prediction last week. So he collected the stakes and uh, he's a very happy man, Ben. So congratulations, mate. So to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, and I'll tell you what, this is uh, this is incredible stuff, this last race at Ascot on Saturday. So if you are able to pinpoint the, the winner of this um, in the Get Out Stakes and uh, you thoroughly have earned the victory, that is for sure, send us a tweet at the One Run Pod. Who you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering, of course, Terry, the Sam White rule. Uh, first past the post. Correct. First in, best dress. And shout out to Sam. I caught up with him during the week for a coffee. Uh, good young man, loves his uh, thoroughbred horse racing. I had promised him some of our limited edition, 1-1 one, one, merchandise and finally delivered for him during the weekend. It's great gear too. <laughs> Mark's got I'm wearing his, this I'm wearing this to the I'm wearing this to the wedding. So and he's wearing the pikey t shirt yes, as well. Yes. He got the full kit. So set the scene punters Mark Mark almost is wearing his one one hat as well as his back pipe drink what you like t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> punters wardrobe boys do a really good job. Really good job. That is brilliant steak. So Sam um 
um, enjoyed the uh, the one one. I gave him a few so we could sling him to a few of his mates as well. And uh, he um, he loves the fact that he has a rule. He's the only person who has a rule on the the one one W Racing podcast, and it is enforced too. regularly. It's an <laughs> important part of the show. So. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's how they enter this week's Get Out Stakes competition. And uh, my uh, two words to kick off the summation of race nine, which is the Vinnies and Rotary Club of Perth handicap over 2,200 metres, is good luck. Mm, I'd be looking at a sort of a 2016, 2015 Kingston Town type call. Perfect reflection, delicacy. Perfect reflection, delicacy. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. No, absolutely yeah, was, no yeah, idea. I was thinking well, S, I, I, S, S fight, something fight. The um, This. The, mm. uh, is it, does it dog shit worthy or is it a bit better than that? Oh, uh, it's a good betting race. Yeah. It's a good betting race if you're um, asking Mark for a bet on a dog after this race, I'd say. But no, I, I don't think there's – this is difficult, BJ. Well, I know, um, I know one horse who definitely can't win. Paris and George has yeah, come out. Number four. Yeah. Paris okay. and so that's probably uh, the the one thing in our favour. Look, I, I'm expecting big improvement from Saucy Jack, who was, geez, had to work bloody hard in the Bunbury Cup to get across trap for fools and the rest of them. Yep. Um, forget it went around, popped like a balloon. And Mark was just saying before, sometimes you got to look for those type of leaders. Even though he's beaten 13 lengths, he was racing out of his grade. And you got to think about yourself running, going for a jog. And when you've had enough, you'll just you'll just turn it up. Mm. Absolutely. So sometimes I'm not all that perturbed if they're beating crazy margins because he just turned it up mm. as he was entitled to do well, way and, out of his and grade. also they the pressure went on a long way from home. Yeah, too, didn't it? yeah exactly so. right. So look, there is less pressure here. Probably finds a top easier. Horses are flying for Lacta. Only goes up two and a half kilos. Drops. 10, 10 lengths in um, in class, I'd say. And, look, he can give some cheek out in front, but, geez, does lightning strike twice? I do not know. Mm. Never, ever. Oh, for the recent sort of 12 months, did I ever think that I'd see uh, rivalry galore go around at single-figure odds? And, and don't get me wrong, I've been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been backing him just because I, I think he'll pop up and win a race. And now he's getting – he's shown that he's getting closer to winning a race. There is no – Chance that I could ever take six dollars about rivalry galore. Do you have to have a mental health bet? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, may, maybe just something small come race day, but wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but he's one of those horses that I just keep having something on because I think he'll pop up and, and can, do something. He can win. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Um, Crystal Valley is another one that probably maps okay. Um, even I think unreliable goes under the radar just purely because of a, a soft track win last start. Who knows? That could have sparked the fire in him to be able to come out and run some sort of a race without and any confidence at all. some money on last start too, which is always a nice sign. And that, w- that would have been because of the soft track, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Roan Ranger opened up favourite, but the market flipped on its head, yep. didn't it? And yep. Uh, yep. it was very heavy support for Unreliable and got the job done. Yeah, so I, I think I think I'll be leaving Rivalry Galore alone purely at the price, but Crystal Valley's there, still at an each-way quote. Each-way the field. Yeah, no. um, and... Unreliable, just waiting to see what what happens with him. Just being a reliable man, staying out to this trip, and might have just clicked after last start. Um, it's amazing what a win can do for a horse's confidence. Yep. So um, yeah, but absolutely no solid opinion on this race whatsoever. Join the club. Yeah, but but if I look, if I was having a quaddy, I'd probably have those those three horses in, and maybe throw in a horse like Vintage Stock or Upward Others. But um, yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're singing, singing from the same hymn book, Mark. Mm. Uh, I had I ended up with I was so desperate to tip it one of rivalry galore or 
Crystal Valley. Mm. They were the two horses that I marked favourite, six dollars a field. Um, and I was just trying to work out a way where I could where I could come to them and um, could pick holes in in both of them. Um, so what I've ended up doing, uh, you can pick holes in every runner in this race. But what I've ended up doing is I've gone for the horse who sort of doesn't have the I don't have those hang ups with just yet, which is uh, which is unreliable. <laughs> which is unreliable. Um, <laughs> Uh, I thought his run behind Saucy Jack Tuback was was really encouraging. He um, he looked like he was the Roan Ranger had him beaten at um, Pinjarra last start, but he he sort of really lengthened and hit the line like he's going to win more races. That was with fifty nine and a half kgs as well. I know the Roan Ranger sort of took off early and was a bit of a sitting duck late, but it it just he just kept coming and he won. Uh, drops to fifty five kilos. I think Sean O'Donnell could actually bounce him out and hopefully settle a touch better, maybe a pair better than midfield. From there, in a strung out field, he's going to have room to move with a with a lightish weight comparatively. Um, horse only had the eleven starts, as Mark said, the penny might have dropped for him. Staying potential with that 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 um, sort of stout pedigree that. Uh, Mark outlined as well. Sean O'Donnell aboard, sticking close to the rail. is going to sort of pick his pick his way through. I think unreliable. Each way odds can 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 maybe be a bet for me in the last, but with low confidence. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a horse like Vintage Stock bob up, who had, <laughs> who had excuses at Bunbury last up. Yeah, he's he's build, definitely building as a win there soon. Yeah, but, a win uh, there look, throw a blanket over all of uh, all of these, and when you're throwing a blanket over them, let's just back the leader that's going to tear away. At least you know which one you're going to burn. You get a sight for your money, eh? So desperate times call for desperate measures. We'll just tip saucy Jack, BJ. All right, just before we leave this race, you're, you'd have a more of an understanding of this horse. Is, is Galaxy Blaze a potential... Leader? Uh, no, nah, those races Not in Geraldton recently have been devoid of speed. So it's going that's to why he's been. Yeah. But he'll go forward, go forward, yeah? He'll go forward, but yeah. I think Saucy Jack won't have any issue in holding him out. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. So he, he might out, even so. pop in into the slipstream. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. he's actually showing more gate just, speed. Just trying, he's, to, he's just trying to map him because there's a few horses sort of drawn a bit sticky who might. Yeah, the escort flyer away. Yeah. They could both they could both race closer and both want to race closer. But I mean, it's funny. Saucy Jack was slower away last start than the previous time as well. So I think he was just a happier horse. Saucy Jack two starts together than he was last start. But look, in a race where you're not sure, um, yeah, the, the horse that rolls out in front nearly ten bucks, it might be the go. But yeah, desperate times I think at that stage of proceedings. Hopefully, we're just one couple of feature races. All right, it's time to end our preview with our Betfair best betting proposition. Of the day, it's Grandstand Cup Day at Ascot on Saturday. Terry Layton, who is your Betfair best? She's enchanted. Maps a dream. Meat on the bone. Best of the day, just. My, she's enchanted is also my Betfair oh, best like of the day. Done off in a line. Mark Olmos. Hate to do this to you, Tez. I'm going dig deep. Oh, yeah, as the best of the day. I like that. Just, I just, feel like you've got a really positive vibe. A yeah. lot of, a lot yeah. of uh, he's glowing. A lot of boxes yeah. tick. A lot of. Stars align, and you're getting a price too. Been in a day spa recently? <laughs> no, I haven't. I've just <laughs> been eating glowing, very actually. well. Have you? Yeah, and it might be this uh, this Perth sun and the sweat mm. on my face. Uh, dig deep, did that, and won. Okay, we're going into Maddie territory. So, for those who are new to the concept, we look for horses who are twenty one dollars or twenty to one in the old at time of recording. Might throw to Mark. Who is your, as a value punter, who is your Maddie of the uh, well, I'll have to say Sneaky Chance now that the price has gone about Ultimate Command. Uh, sneaky Chance in the in the gym crack. 
just soft draw. I, I, just hoping that she's learnt a little bit and that she can settle a bit handier in the run. But uh, I've liked this one from, from a long way out from the early trials. So sneak a chance in the gym crate. I'm aligned with you, Mark. Sneaky Chance is also oh, my is. Maddie for the day. But um, I think I might know where Terry's going with his Maddie of the day. Yeah, be optimistic. Same stiff, race. Stiff not to be the best of the day too, I reckon. Yeah. So be, be optimistic. Um, yeah, recency bias. They're the words I'll be tweeting after the race. <laughs> <laughs> if I have the ability to tweet at that stage of proceedings. Uh, surely you'll be enjoying the win. Um, yeah, so Maddie uh, for Terry is be, uh, is be optimistic in the juke crack and sneaky chance for Mark and myself. And let's wrap things up here with our Betfair Lays. Terry, he has been putting his out on Twitter for the public to get involved with actual Lays. Who is uh, your um, Betfair Lay for the 1-1 podcast, Terry? Uh, I'm not sure if I'll have any this week because there's nothing that's uh, – I don't think there's a huge amount massively under the odds. But, look, I was pretty vocal about um, Pat's Got Sass, so we better go with, uh, with Pat's Got Sass as my uh, Lay of the day, guys. Mark? I think it's very interesting because a lot of these horses have started shorter and immediately as the markets have come out, they've eased. Uh, the likes of Magical Dream, Storm Whisper, even that's funny as Western Temple, they've all gone out in bedding. Um, so I'm just going to take on the shortest one of the day and that's Pleto in the first. Um, barrier one, small field, it could be a bit of bad luck where something gets around and heads them off early and can't make up ground. Mm-hmm. Dollar ninety five as well. It's pretty Unders, yeah, thin at the yeah. moment, so that um, that makes sense, Mark. Uh, my bet fair lay of the day is in the Grandstand Cup. Number one, Western Temple. I'm going to take you away. Yeah. yeah.